wife of Janet. Without her, this would not all be possible. We're both pharmacists, and we opened our own independent pharmacy in 1998 in Moses Lake, Washington. It's in the middle of Washington State, kind of maybe a little bit more eastern. And the first thing you guys probably think of when you think of Washington is, well, so how much rain do you guys get, right? right? And we actually get less than six inches of rain where we're at. So we live in a desert, actually, in Washington State, and uh, we're in the rain shadow of the Cascades. So that's why we live in a desert. And we live in an agriculture community. Um, in fact, if you guys have eaten at McDonald's, let's admit it, we all have, chances are the french fries were actually grown in Washington State our backyard because Grant County is the biggest potato potato producer in the nation and like 75% of all McDonald's french fries are made there. It's really, really amazing. And Lay's pig chips and one all of the pies and biscuits are made here in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so Lay's potato chips actually one of our patients farms 4,500 acres of potatoes and they are the sole distributor the sole of the, the plant in Portland, Oregon which um, supplies most of Lay's potato chips. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, so we opened our pharmacy in 1998, partly because right early, I graduated from the University of Washington in 1994, I moved kind of back home where I was from, and met my wife, the most important thing I did was meet my wife in 1993, she was actually my boss, I was an intern pharmacist, and she was a pharmacist already. She's from North Dakota State University, um, by the way, they're in the championship for what, the eighth time in football this Saturday, so it's an amazing story there. Um, so I graduated in 1994 and realized that, that what was going on in healthcare and pharmacy practice anyway, I did not like it all, neither did she. So we decided to do something different over on pharmacy. And at the time we were a full service pharmacy. We were doing everything. We were doing you know, full line prescriptions and building all the insurances and we were doing medical equipment and and then we just realized what a racket it was. Um, you know, the first the first insurance we ever turned away was um, actually in the pharmacy industry. It's a little bit different because there's another third party involved with the insurance company before the pharmacy, and it was called PCS, which was Prescription Card Services. And there was uh, I was being reimbursed. We were being reimbursed fifty cents over our cost on prescription. And I did over oh, the drug cost. It didn't include the bottle, the vial, the, the label, none of that. So we turned that one away. And then in, and we just slowly wheeled them out until we, you know, we weren't taking any insurance anymore. And 2002 was the last insurance we, we stopped, and it was our state Medicaid. And we had, and we, we told them no because they were, you know, as those insurance companies do, they just, you know, ratchet down on healthcare providers and they just take advantage of them because we let them. And, and, and that's why anymore I don't feel sorry for, for healthcare providers that let, them, that let that happen because there is an option. You can say no. Um, you know, so in 2002 we said no to state Medicaid because they were decreasing the reimbursement by 25%. And of course, all of our colleagues in the state were, including the big chains like Walmart and Walgreens, oh, we're going to say no, we're going to say no, you know, and then they'll have to pay us all more. And, well, out of 1,400 pharmacies in the state, we were one of seven that said no. And, you know, we got pushback from a lot of our medical providers. The doctors, they're like, I can't believe you guys are saying no to these poor Medicaid patients. And, and there was a lot of pushback. And our colleagues were telling us, you guys, you guys can't do this. You can't be cash only. You're going to be broke in a year. You need, 
you need these insurance companies for the money. And we're just like, well, we just know there's a better way. Um, so and in the meantime, many of our colleagues have went broke trying to build these government programs. And, um, and we've survived since 2002 and thrived. So, um, and, and we also realized that we, we felt, I mean, the, 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 the straw that the camel's back one day is also when we had a patient come into us and she was on Medicaid herself and she was on prescriptions that were costing her nothing, but it was costing, you know, they were $2,000 plus a month. And she, it was one of Janet's patients for a long time. And she let Janet know that, you know, she appreciated her care and stuff, but she literally had ate herself to death. And this really hit us. It's like she had all these comorbidities, and she was on all these medications, and we weren't really doing anything to help her with her health. We were just giving her medications that, you know, the taxpayers were paying, and not really doing anything to educate her and empower her that she was in charge of her own health. So we actually, um, you know, stopped it also because of that and because of the, the reimbursement issue. But that's when we changed our pharmacy model and we, we have largely a health and wellness model now and we're a custom type uh, pharmacy where we, we compound medications and mix our medications like pharmacists used to do. And um, we ship all over three states in the Pacific Northwest. So, but along that journey, um, you know, meeting all these patients and all these doctors, because a lot of doctors and providers that we work with just happened to be cash providers because that's what we were. So we had a lot of cash provider um, network providers that were um, sending us sending us um, prescriptions because they had the same model we did and they believed in that. And they realized what a racket some of the, the insurance programs and um, especially the government insurance programs were. Um, so then in 2015, I just, I just had it on my hard to write a book because I, I, I just realized that education and empowering patients and other healthcare providers that you know what you don't have to be bullied you don't have to be a slave to the system you can empower yourself and thus empower your patient to take charge and, and be in charge in, in a true free market so I started writing, writing a book in 2015 and then I had all these great ideas and a long list of ideas that I tried to put on paper and then I realized, you know, I'm a pharmacist, not a book writer, and I started trying to write it. So I hired somebody to help me, and that was one of the best things that I ever did. And um, one of the things that, and it was during that process, uh, I actually used an online site called Upworks. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that, but uh, it was a great process, and I, I found Crystal, she's out of uh, uh, Minnesota, and in that process, I mean, there were you, I mean, I didn't put anything in there. Uh, I just put, you know, I'm writing a book, and my book is called Sicken, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. And so right away, that already, you know, you know, creates some controversy in people's minds. And in, in that process, I, I remember one of the feedbacks was this person wrote me back and, and, and talked about how, how much Obamacare helped her and Obamacare has saved this nation. I said nothing, nothing about Obamacare. It was just sickening how the government ruined healthcare. Now in my book, I do write about that, but I never said anything in the, in the, in the um, actual, in the actual resume to, to, to find people to help me. But that's kind of, it, it's such a hot topic right now that just automatically came up and, and, and that's what was said. So 
So, uh, but it, so I found Crystal, and, and as you guys know, it's getting better, but I mean, when you first started, especially in 2002, I mean, people thought I was crazy. And still, when you talk to some people and say, oh no, people can actually pay for their own healthcare, and you don't need, you know, we don't need the government to do it, um, it doesn't have to be expensive. Well, what about a baby that ends up in the ICU that's $750,000? Well, I mean, the reason it is $750,000 is because somebody else is paying the bill. That's really the, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and there's a sensationalized story that, as you guys know, maybe some, you know, uh, are familiar with health sharing ministries and, and, and health sharing programs are not all ministries anymore. There's some that are not faith-based. There was a big sensationalized story that the Seattle Times did about somebody that had one of those, and they usually capped at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And so, Seattle Times basically wrote a big article about how you know, the government should regulate these because look at this baby; they're babying up in the ICU with a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar charge. And um, and the reality of it is is that Harborview Medical that was taking care of the baby they found out that they had a health sharing ministry and they knew it was going to be expensive. So I'm getting a little off topic, but I'm very passionate about this subject because I want to educate people about it. But they found out that, oh, okay, you, you capped at 250. Okay, so what we need you to do is we need you to qualify for state Medicaid and then we can bill state Medicaid the $750,000 because they know that that's what, that's what we do, right? And, but the reality of it is the price should have never been that much in the first place. So that's the whole thing about the free market. So anyway, Crystal, I, I chose Crystal. I think she was still thinking I was a little bit wild. She's like, man, you guys, your ideas are just crazy. But she did pick me. And um, I sent her a video of Dr. Smith being interviewed by John Stossel, which, you know, a few years after we went cash only, I saw this program on John Stossel, and I saw the Oakland Surgery Center, Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not the only crazy one. I mean, all right, we have a cash pharmacy. Right, here's a guy that has a surgery center that's cash. And it's no surprises. I mean, here's the price. It's transparent. I said, that's really cool. So at the time, I thought it was just great. And I sent her the video. And next thing I know, she's just a superstar. Next thing I know, she reached out to Dr. Smith. And she calls him. And he's like, well, she's like, well, Dr. Smith says he's able to do an interview with you. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So that's kind of the connection how I got to Dr. Smith. I interviewed him, it's on, it's on um, our podcast YouTube site, and which is actually the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. Um, and that interview is on there with Dr. Smith. And, uh, that's the connection there. I just always wanted to come down and meet him and to the Oakland Surgery Center, be with like-minded people, because we're not crazy. Um, and after our first phone conversation with Crystal was a part of, it was a, a conference call, she gets out the phone and she says, Sean, you basically found something crazy with you, Dr. Smith. <laughs> I mean, we were totally. And so then she was like, you know what? You're not the only one. And I, and it made me, it just made me feel right at home. It's like, you know what? This is not a crazy idea. And I mean, some of the, the example I love to give, in fact, Dr. Smith um, has a quote on my book cover. Um, and my book is available on Amazon, Singing How the Government Ruined Healthcare. It's 99 cents. It's, it's a quick read, 114 pages. You can read it in a couple, couple hours, if that. And, um, and, and I, I would appreciate you guys downloading it and leaving an honest review. Uh, one of his quotes was, and, and this, you know, I, I kind of always, always go away from things. And I always think, man, do I just, 
Everywhere I go to, I just think it's a government conspiracy. Everywhere I go, it's like, is this the government's problem? You know, I think everything, the government causes a lot of most problems, right? And Dr. Smith did something, said something to me that was, that was just so, so powerful. He said, you know, with Medicare, he said Medicare is the only insurance company that has F-16s and tanks backing. And when you think about that, that is so true. That is so true, and, I, and he allowed me to put that on the cover of my book. And, and this is one thing he said, too, in a different conversation. It's, it's still in that quote. And when I was doing that, and when he was billing Medicare, billing these government programs, he was an accessory to the crime. And I think about that, and I am so liberated now because I do not have to feel like I'm an accessory to the crime anymore. And I really honestly do believe that if healthcare providers are billing government programs, they are an accessory to the crime. And that's why we need to promote what we are doing here in the Free Market Medical Association. Um, because there is another way, and it is the best thing for our patients, because a free market is the only thing that is gonna be the best service at the best price for our patients. So, I'm gonna welcome any questions. You guys have any questions? I have a few cards that you can have if you'd like. Our radio show podcast is called Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. It's on all the podcast forums. Um, and our YouTube site has a has an uh, archive also, and we stream live every Monday on my Facebook and on the radio, and I'm Sean Needham, it's on my Facebook page, so. I, I'd love to answer your questions. First of all, um, financially, it didn't matter to me at all. I, you could not pay me enough money to go back to that system. I, I, literally, you could not pay me enough money. I do not wanna be, I feel so free with what we do. We do what we want, the best interest for our patients, and we love it. We love it. We are, it was either we got out of pharmacy, which we were close to doing. It's like you either get out of this mess, which is what most pharmacists do. They hate it so bad after they graduate. The average pharmacist stays at pharmacy for like five or six years now. That's horrible. And there's some statistics in my book also about doctor burnout. Well, why do doctors hate what they're doing? They don't hate taking care of the patients at all. That's why they became a doctor. They want to take care of patients. But the insurance nightmare, I have never met any doctor whether they're on any side of the political spectrum that likes doing that part. So thriving, for one thing, is the thriving part for me is that we, we are liberated. We are liberated from that, and we have created a, a, an environment that we get to decide, um, along with another provider, how we take care of the patients. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great thing. Um, we don't have anybody in between us. So, and, and financially, I mean, we have survived, and we do, we do very well. Better than if we work for two uh, as two pharmacists for other pharmacies for other pharmacies, and not only that, but one of the ways we've thrived, our pharmacy is open Monday through Friday. We actually close twelve thirty to one for lunch. We've been at those sweatshops where the pharmacists don't get lunches, don't get breaks. We were not going to have that, and our pharmacy closes actually at twelve thirty on Fridays. And we've created a great family environment for our employees to work because we believe in family and for for. Um, you know, for, for us and, and our employees and to, and to start, and then we can take care of our patients better. You know, because our patients need somebody that is not burnt out taking care of them, right? So that's how we thrive. Yes, sir. You take care of your <coughs> patients better, and your competition is CVS and Walgreens. I just saw CVS is now taking UPS drop-offs. They will do anything Possible to get somebody through the door. Not that the CVS or Walgreens pharmacists are bad people, but 
tell us how you practice pharmacy different than how a CVS or Walgreens pharmacist who has maybe a drive-through and six or eight cars on a Friday night and a room full of people waiting. You know, and you talked about the comorbidities of your patient, um, the lady, and how you started to manage her pharmaceutical needs. How is that different than what they get at CVS Walgreens? Why should we go to an independent pharmacist instead of? Yeah, so I can speak for our pharmacy, and I can also say this, that there are certain independent pharmacies that they're playing the same game as CVS and Walmart or Walgreens or whatever. I mean, they, they don't take care of their patients. Like, they don't, they don't act, have a personal relationship that we do. First of all, we know all of our patients, and even if we don't see them, we do do a lot of mail order. I have nothing against mail order. But we, you know, the pharmacists consult their patients. We know our patients. We know them personally. Um, we care about them. I mean, your average pharmacist at, at C, average, and, and this is nothing personal. This is nothing personal to get towards any pharmacist individually. The average pharmacist at Walmart, uh, at CVS, they don't care about their patient. They don't know about their patient. They are clocking in to get their hourly pay, and that is it. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I can speak of that, like, in my book, too, you know, you know, part of the solution, the free market solution, has to be us as healthcare providers. It has to be us as pharmacists, as nurses, and as doctors. And like Dr. Smith says, you know, he's no longer an accessory to the crime. Part of the solution in my book is healthcare providers have to step out and say, we're not going to be an accessory to the crime anymore. That's the only way we're going to fix the system and, and ultimately take the best care of the patient. So that's what I think makes us different. It's that personal relationship. 